A flurry of reports over the weekend puts Miami's pursuit of superstar Damon Lillard in serious jeopardy. What's the latest buzz and what does it all mean? Does Miami still have a chance to land their whale? And what other teams are involved? We break everything down and give you our predictions on what's going to happen on today's Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always is David Linnell. However, you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Recording this on a Sunday morning. Just a ton of stuff to get to regarding Damian Lillard, David. We've got uh, the latest reporting plus the stuff that we've heard over the last right. couple of days talking to people around the league. So we're going to get into everything um, try to be as nuanced as possible and informative as possible with everything that we've heard, right? Um, but let's just start with the fact that according to Woj and Windhorst, uh, the Heat and Blazers right. have not had conversations about Damian Lillard. This reporting, as of Friday afternoon, it does not seem like uh, anything has changed, at least on that front, um, as of 10 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday. So the Blazers are calling other teams. We right. also know this. Um, they seem to be trying to get something done before training camp. They seem more motivated than ever to try to get something done before camp opens and media day starts next week. But um, again, as of Friday, they have not yet had a conversation with the Heat basically since summer league. So what do you think is going on, David? How do you read into all of this? Well, we to kind of proceed even that, like Friday early afternoon, it seemed like there was a steady buildup of you know, just reporting on the number of different teams that were getting involved, that this might expand to a four-team trade, that Toronto was somehow involved, that Indiana and Phoenix were getting involved to get something out of this deal, that everybody kind of wanted to piggyback that I, I, on the Damian Lillard trade, wherever he may go. And part of that being that Buddy Heal can't reach a contract extension mm. with the Indiana Pacers, and so he's requesting a trade. So that's another big name that's suddenly entered into the market a week before training camp is expected to start. So Miami fans experienced these incredible highs only to be followed by this incredible undercut from Windhorse, Barry Jackson, Wojnarowski, et cetera, saying that Miami really hadn't talked to Portland since, as you mentioned, the beginning of the summer. I can understand what's going on here in the sense that I think there's never been any kind of variation from Joe Cronin and the Blazers front office in their assessment of what Miami has to offer. We've sold it. And we believe that it's actually a better package than a lot of people in ma other mainstream media outlets. At the same time, it's also the best offer that they're likely to get. But that doesn't necessarily make it a great offer. You're never going to get the same commensurate value for a player of Damon Lillard's quality. And that's, I think, something that Heat fans have had a difficult time processing is that Either they haven't seen Lillard or they, again, have kind of bit into the narrative of, well, he's older. He's getting paid a lot of money. That doesn't change the fact that he didn't. He averaged over 30 points per game last year. Yeah. He's a great player, top 75 player, an incredible scorer, et cetera. And so from Portland's perspective, not only as the best player in franchise history, but as still currently a great player, they want to get something great in return. Miami just doesn't have to have that to offer. Tyler Hero is a fine player. Nikola Jovic and Jaime Hakkis. Great possibilities. Caleb Martin, a name that we saw bandied about much more often on Friday. That's, and he's a very, very good player. None of that, even if you total it all up, equals what Damon Lillard represents. So I, I, I agree on that. And, and I do think that, um, 
and sorry to cut you off there, but like, no, no. it's it. We have spent so much time over the last two or three months debating the value of Tyler Hero and right. Nikola Jovic and Jaime Hakas and all these guys. Right. But the one thing that I've been told, and and from my understanding this entire time, is you 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 all can debate it however you want. You could debate like whatever. Right. But Portland obviously doesn't want that stuff because if they wanted that stuff, this deal would have been done in July when the the Heat and the Blazers last spoke. I don't know that the Heat offered all of that stuff to right. Portland initially. Right. Okay. As we debated last week, too. We talked about that in our most recent episode. Like Pat Riley playing this smartly. You don't offer everything that you have right away. And I know that's concerning for some Heat fans, but it doesn't seem like it matters. And I think that's the point that's and kind that's of getting like, overlooked here. If if Portland wanted more of the stuff that Miami may or may not have been offering. They would have right. continued having conversations. They have the trade machine just like you and I do. They know what the roster right. is. Like, hey, you're not offering Jovic or you're not offering Hakez. You're not offering all your first-round picks. Well, let's get on the phone and start negotiating. But if they don't right. want any of that stuff to begin with, then there's nothing to talk about. And that's exactly. the one thing that kept coming back uh, to me whenever I would poke around like what was going on. It's like they just don't want the stuff. And you could debate Tyler Hero all you want. They just don't want it. They don't want that stuff. And so I get it. Maybe that ultimately leads them back to Miami anyway. Maybe that's still the best stuff that they can get. And that's sort right. of, I think, and I and you and I agree on this, the process that right now Portland is going through. Everybody's back from summer vacation. That's a very real right. thing. Everybody's back in front offices. Um, it, uh, not just Portland's front office, not just Miami's front office, but Indiana's, Toronto's, like all these other teams that have sort of been mentioned as potential suitors, mystery right. Eastern Conference teams, whatever they are, everybody's back. So now it's easier to get on phone calls with these, with these executives. And so I think that's why you're seeing stuff start to ramp up. And obviously just the natural sort of unofficial deadline of training camp deadlines, make things happen. It's why we have a trade deadline. It's, it's why you have homework due on Friday, like deadlines make stuff happen. So right. um, that's sort of my understanding of, of the whole deal. The, the problem I guess now, David, is if Miami and Portland aren't talking, if Miami still ultimately wants to get Damon Lillard, which they do, obviously, I, I guess the, the the part that's missing, the missing link is okay. You don't want our stuff, but we're still the team most motivated to trade stuff for Damon Lillard. How can we get these other teams involved? And Miami's right. stance all along has been: if you don't want our stuff, tell you what you tell us what you want, right? right. And Portland has refused to tell Miami what it is that they're looking for, and I think. People are like, oh, they're just being stubborn. I just think part of it is that Portland doesn't really know what they want. I think that's part of it. I don't know that they're fully aware of what's – maybe not necessarily fully aware of what's available to them. But, again, I, I don't think Cronin has ever masterminded a, a huge multi-team complex trade. Oh, of course which not. Which seems new. likely. Yeah, yeah, which seems likely to to develop. And that being the case – there's a way, and Pat Riley is very well familiar with this, having manufactured the largest trade in NBA history, right, in the 2005 season, before the start of the 2005 season. So, yeah, I, I think teams. there's, yeah, exactly. teams, that didn't, teams that didn't even know that they were involved in the trade. When, like, <laughs> wait, we're in this? Like, it was right. crazy. Yeah. Right. So, I, I think that's what the, the takeaway here for Heat fans is that Miami is still very much into it. The reporting that came out on Friday saying that the two teams haven't talked is because. Joe Cronin didn't come back from vacation in late August, early September and said, Caleb Martin, they've got Caleb Martin on the roster. They, they already know who's available. They already know who Miami has. There's no shock and surprise there. It's and just stuff about, didn't change said, since July in here, like the Buddy Heald thing that you mentioned there, right? right. Like that's new. Right. That's a new development. Even like the Giannis stuff, like 
They're not trading Giannis for Damian Lillard, obviously, but that has ripple effects that kind of changed the market a little bit. So Cronin getting on the phones, being like, all right, let's just see what's been different, not just with Miami, not just with us, but just across the league over the last two months and just see if something shakes loose. Um, I also think that there's quite a bit of pressure on Cronin to get as much as he can, not just from Portland fans, but just as somebody who's new to his job and trying to keep that job but also just sort of like that small market versus the big market thing i think that there is a little bit of uh reluctance to trade dame to the one preferred destination by them and i think there's a little bit of pressure on cronin to find the best deal or at least at the very least david act like he's been trying to find the best deal and i'm not saying that these calls to other teams are just him pretending and that he'll just like he's just ready to trade dame to miami but at least do the due diligence and make it very loud and clear and right it to these reporters. Right. I am calling all these teams. So if I do ultimately end up sending Dame to Miami, it's because it was the best offer available. Indiana couldn't beat it. Toronto couldn't beat it. Milwaukee couldn't beat it. Like whatever teams have been involved, they couldn't beat it. This is unfortunately, maybe for us, the best offer on the table. So we got to take it. And now we're going to do right by Dame and they'll spin it that way. Right. No, I think it's 100 percent correct. I think you look at it from that perspective and say, look, that's why more teams are involved so that maybe a little a team can add just a little piece or another pick or another player of value or take on. In some cases, we've heard reports that Phoenix likely to take on Yusuf Nurkic in exchange for DeAndre. And if if somehow look and and Portland's never going to win this trade. That's bottom line. But if Portland can get a young center and DeAndre, if they can get DeAndre Ayton, Jaime Mm -hmm. Hawkins, four first round picks and unload use of Nurkic and Damian Lillard. That's a win ish type deal for if, Portland. And that's the I was point. telling this, I was, t- I was telling this to somebody the other day um, on Friday when I was kind of making the rounds there. And I was like, if they can trade Nurkic for Aiden, that's a win regardless yeah. of what just send Damian Lillard anywhere. Send them to, any, like, right. send them to anywhere, send them to Paris. It doesn't matter. Like you get, <laughs> if you could swap Nurkic, for DeAndre Ayton, and I know Ayton has his warts and the, and all this stuff coming out. But of he Phoenix, fits but their timeline. He fits their timeline. He's he's incredibly talented. This is the number former number one overall pick, and Nurkic, who has a negative, like you can't trade Nurkic for peanuts right now because of that contract right. and his injury history. But if you could swap him for Ayton, like you've yeah. already won the trade in my mind. But obviously, that's we'll the see. blue chip prospect that they've been yeah, looking for that exactly. Miami doesn't have available, which is why more teams are involved. So, and I think to to kind of add to this also. Uh, others like Brian Windhorse and Barry Jackson kind of confirming that Miami hasn't been desperate. I that doesn't mean that they're not interested in acquiring Dame, obviously, they do, but you don't go in there again and give up everything that you have and just throw all your chips on the table right away. It's all leverage, this is, it's all leverage negotiation. It's yeah. a lengthy process because of the summer break and the hiatus, but now things are ramping up, it's going to take place. And we'll talk about where Miami winds up, who winds up with Damian Lillard later on in the show, as well as some of the other teams involved, because it's uh, it's getting big. There is <laughs> one team. There is one team I think the Heat should worry about. One team. We'll tell you who it is yeah. next. But first, let's take a, a break and hear from our sponsor. Today's episode brought to you by DoorDash. If you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door. DoorDash got you covered with grocery delivery. You can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. You want something to eat from your local restaurant, DoorDash has you. If you want something, if you want a pub sub or a rest of your groceries for the week, you just haven't had time, you got a late night uh, over the weekend or something like that, you don't know exactly what you want. You just want to be able to take care of it without having to leave the comfort of your home. 
DoorDash has you covered. When I don't know what I want, I usually get a pub sub. It's like my default. Like, what do I do? Just get the pub sub. Uh, Obviously, the chicken tender thing is great. I've ordered that from DoorDash. Uh, But don't sleep on, like, that boar's head. Just roast beef, turkey. Like, let's go. Like, all of that's great. And then... And then you want, you know, like you're there at public site where you say, you know what, I need this for the rest of the week. You have your fruit, your, your, your staples. Yeah. yeah, whatever you need. DoorDash has you covered. So go t- get 50% off your first DoorDash order if you go up to a $20 value when you use the code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. That's a limited time offer and terms to apply, but you get 50% off a $20 minimum subtotal at zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's the code LOCKEDONNBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. It really does work well with Publix. I know that from experience. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. It's Damian Lillard time, baby. Like, it's going to every update, every little thing, we'll have it for you here um, on Lockdown Heat, uh, hopefully until ultimately something happens here. But um, let's talk about some of these other teams involved. We hinted at some of them in the first segment, but I just really want to go through some of the stuff that uh, we've heard, not just out there that's been reported, but just some of the stuff that you and I have heard talking to people, too. Um, you mentioned Phoenix there, and I teased yeah. there was one team that I'm worried about. I'm not worried about Phoenix stealing Damon Lillard. They've kind of got their stars set. They're now trying to make moves on the margins. The thing about Phoenix, I think that they would very much like to be a part of this. Yes. They seem very motivated, and not just now, but over the, like basically since July. I don't know what it is with DeAndre Ayton. They just want to try to get rid of him. It's he is like the new John Collins, right? The new Miles Turner. It's like he's just gonna be <laughs> and it he is so talented. I just don't really understand it, but that's for locked on Suns well, to we figure know, out. Like yeah, there was friction with Monty Williams. He's now in Detroit. Yeah, he's Frank gone. Vogel took over. Maybe Chris Paul, he's gone too. I just don't get it. Yeah, so it, it doesn't matter. Either way, it looks like Phoenix is looking to move on. And we know of the connection between James Jones, the general manager of the Suns, and Miami, of course. Don't see so yeah, that, that that seems like it's expanding to a fourteen trade. I, I the James Jones heard, part of it. Okay, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, I, what I heard it was again before the the the, the growing sounds coming from Toronto. It was going to be a fourteen trade involving Portland, Indiana, Phoenix, and Miami. With Miami sending out Caleb Martin to Phoenix, taking on Dame Lillard, of course, Buddy Heald possibly coming over from Indiana, and then. Kyle Lowry and everything else being sent over to Portland in exchange for Lillard. So that's how it was going to get. Indiana gets Tyler Hero, uh, a complimentary scorer. Uh, Caleb Martin goes to a win-now situation in Phoenix. And, of course, Portland rebuilding. But they get their young star potential in, in, uh, in Aiton. They get some other nice complimentary players and picks and everything else that you need during the rebuilding process. So that's kind of the Small framework. Part, like T.J. McConnell probably going to Phoenix. Right, too. exactly. There was that's kind of the framework of what we've been hearing on Friday afternoon, and then all of a sudden we start hearing growing buzz from Toronto as the team likely to get in on the Dame Lillard sweepstakes. So and that's where it kind of threw everything off. Toronto's a team that I would worry about if I'm a Heat fan. Absolutely. To close it comes the loop down on to one Phoenix name, right? Before we get to that, um, the J- the part that I don't because I'm here, I heard the same exact stuff that you heard about Phoenix and Indiana and all these things with Miami potentially being involved. If the Heat and the Blazers hadn't talked, though, that's my confusion there, is how is that framework kind of being discussed? Right. And look, I don't think anything was ever offered, but the word offer is very vague, and I don't think it works the way that a lot of fans think it works, that both teams get on a trade machine. Like, it's not like NBA 2K where you're just like, do you want this? Yes, and then you, like, 
and then it either goes through or it doesn't like after, after a push of a button. But I, these teams can talk about frameworks without Miami on the phone. Like I said, right. they have the trade machine just like everybody else. They'd be like, look, obviously the Heat want Damian Lillard. Indiana, they're not interested in Damian Lillard. He doesn't fit with what it is that they're doing. Um, you know, they got Miles Turner already under contract. Phoenix doesn't make sense and all these things for Damian Lillard. So they could talk about the Heat behind their backs, essentially. Just be like, hey, like this is what we think the Heat would probably give you. We would love to get right. Caleb Martin. And that's worth mentioning about Phoenix. Again, I think they would very much like to be part of a larger deal that gets them not – they don't want Nurkic for DeAndre and they want, I guess, again, I don't really understand it, but it appears to be the case that they want to shed DeAndre Ayton. They're worried about him being able to anchor Frank Vogel's defense at the center spot. They're worried about him not getting the touches with so many stars on the court, but they don't want it for Nurkic. They want Nurkic plus other stuff. If they could turn in their mind, Ayton into two or three rotation players. And in this case, if it's Nurkic, Caleb Martin, and somebody like TJ McConnell, who's sort of a traditional point guard that they don't really have on the roster, he would be a backup, right. but like still, Right. Um, that I guess, I guess that makes sense for Phoenix, and that seems to be, I think, where they would like to end up. So again, keep Phoenix in mind in terms of a team that could be involved, and and I think a, a team that could be involved if this expands into more than just two teams. But Let's talk about Toronto, though. That's the monkey wrench in everything, and I, and I think not only is we know that Masai Uhiri likes going after and making the big swing on a player. I know a lot of people have brought up the, this frontal Kawhi Leonard out of San Antonio kind of swooping in there at the last minute. But I don't know that Toronto Toronto has a way of beating any potential Miami off. They have the stuff. And, if they want to offer it, the stuff. they have the stuff. The problem is that they have not or probably appear to be unwilling to include that stuff. Let's I don't talk think about the stuff. The See, stuff, doesn't make sense. He's on an expiring Portland. Um, so, yeah, there's one name. Siakam doesn't make sense. That doesn't make Okay, next. Scotty Barnes, I guess, is the name that you're talking about. It is. They're not trading him. For I would be – let me put it I don't way. even know that he fits so Portland shocked. necessarily. Yeah. I mean, if you're Portland, you can get Scotty Barnes for Damian Lillard. You just do it. Like, for, for, forget fit. That guy's the rookie of the year. I guess. You just do it. Like, I – Um, but – uh, and then you worry about fit later, but like I, I would be shocked if if Toronto offered Scotty Barnes. I would be very very surprised. To me, the name that I keep going back to with the, them is uh, OG, OG and Obi. Yeah, and there's a couple of things that look OG fits what they want in terms of a young wing who could be part of your core moving forward. The issue I there know. for Portland yeah. is that you're gonna he's on we've got one year left before he's up for he's do it he's up for an extension. You're gonna have to pay him a lot of money. I don't know that they would pay him that money. You're, you're going to like, he could get close to the max the way that he's talked about in league circles. Like if you got to pay him 25% of your cap as a rebuilding team, I don't know that that makes a lot of sense. Could you then just go ahead and flip OG later for more picks? There's been reports out there that teams like Memphis have offered like three or four first round picks for Ananobi in the past. Like that would be very valuable to me if I'm Portland. So could you get another team involved that would do something like that? That to me would be interesting if I'm Portland. Again, though, I don't know that Toronto offered OG because the goal there for in Toronto would be the same as it is in Miami. It's not to get Damian Lillard. It's to win a championship. And a team like Toronto, as, as great as Pascal Siakam is and as great as uh, Damian Lillard is, like those two plus a young Scotty Barnes, Jakob Pertl's fine as, a, as your starting center. There's not a ton of depth there. I don't know that that team, like, if you, let's just hypothetically, if you're Toronto, it's like, okay, this is our team. If we're going to have to trade OG, and this would be our team. 
do we feel like we're up there with Milwaukee and Boston and Miami? I, and depending on what happens with Philly, like right. I, I, maybe you could talk yourself into it, I, but I don't know. I, I just don't know. And that's the risk there. There's a lot of risk yeah. that goes into that. No doubt. Uh, I think that the name most likely to get traded out of Toronto would be Scotty Barnes, right? Like in terms of that championship window, OG helps you much more clearly playing in compliment. I mean, you're right. You're right. Like if you're going to just make the move for right now, but you can't trade a guy. We never see a guy like Scotty Barnes get traded for a guy. Under contract for a couple more years with a possible extension. Like they can retain him on their roster for an extended period of time. Like, I mean, he'll sign his rookie extension. Yeah, exactly. So, you're giving up a player who seems like he might want to leave in free agency in another B, and all of a sudden uh, you're trading away other your young complementary pieces. Well, in Barnes, it's it's too risky, and I think that's the, the part. Look, that, and the other part too that is that they fired Nick Nurse and hired a rookie coach yes. in Darko Rajakovic, who by all accounts is going to be awesome. Like I hear nothing yes. but amazing things about him. I remember talking to him with the Thunder years ago. When he yeah, was that was his Billy first Donovan NBA staff. job, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he, he was great in Memphis and all these things, and he played. He had some time in Phoenix and. Um, everything's great, but he's young. And his whole thing is like getting through to young players. So you're going to trade your blue chip young player and Scotty Barnes for just a bunch of vets. It's like, and, and then you're going to, you're going to nothing against Rajakovich. He sounds like he's going to be going to be an amazing coach, but if you're going all in on this timeline, it would have made more sense to have somebody like Nick nurse, who has already won a championship yeah. as your coach. It just seems like everything in Toronto is more forward looking. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes and no, but they they have done this. Like Nick Nurse was a young head coach who had just taken over the team. So they they feel there's probably some kind of comfort in them saying, look, we've done this before. We took a chance at a player that didn't want to be here. We had another unproven coach who wound up connecting with everybody and getting them on the right page. But they also had Kyle Lowry. They also had guys that had been there a while. Siakam, Siakam's he's been not there. Kyle OG's Lowry. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's an all-NBA player. But Yes, but they're not Kyle Lowry in terms of like getting the temperature of that locker room and being mm. able to calm things down. And if your point guard, your most veteran experienced player is the guy who could provide that leadership. And he's the one who wants to get out of that situation in the first place, because he may or may not even request a trade to Miami. As soon as he lands at Toronto, mm. that's not a, a good stable situation. So you could get those kind of perspectives on locked on Raptors. Sean Woodley does an excellent job there, but I'm saying from Miami's perspective and for, for heat fans who need to hear this, Miami's still very much in the running here. It just depends on whether or not Sir Toronto's willing to include Barnes in any kind of potential trade. Barnes or maybe Ananobi. We'll see. I don't know that Ananobi puts it over the top for Portland. But right. um, as, to, to close the loop now on Toronto, my understanding is that there were real conversations with Toronto, like real conversations that would send Lillard to the Raptors. Those conversations have since fizzled from my understanding, but I don't think that they've – ended i just think that those conversations sort of stopped but open-ended so i think They're toronto on this when i, when I right say down. that toronto is a team that should worry the heat i think if they offered barnes this deal would have been done if they offered yeah. og potentially this deal would have been done although i still have like the questions that i have for portland in terms of og are out there and i think they're very real in terms of portland and a team building process um but there's stuff but beyond that it's just there's if they don't offer one of those two guys they can only offer one first round pick in the future. And then they've got like, you know, the Grady Dick and and uh, and a Chris Boucher and a Precious Achua. Like, I don't think any of that stuff's really pushing them over the top. All of that stuff right. may be involved ultimately in a trade because Damon Lord makes $62 million and you got to match salary. So um, I, I think um, they're a team that's out there and that's lingering. And that would be the team that I had my eye on. Um, all right. There's a few other teams that I want to get to here. And then we are going to give our final predictions of where this thing ends up um, after this here on Locked on Heat.
Thanks again for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. And on this Sunday, when we're recording this, maybe you're listening to this before the Dolphins game at 1 p.m., make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Um, a few other teams that I want to get to here. Chicago was mentioned yep. uh, out there. They're looking to maybe trade Zach Levine for Damon Lillard. I think we talked about this a little bit last week, David. Uh, I, no, no real traction there, I'm sensing, from Chicago. Um, so I'm, I, we can move on from them unless you you feel strong. They've made calls. Like, this is what it is. Like, you know, every team came back, and now things are ramping up because, as you mentioned, the deadline exists. Training camp. You got a week from today, basically, to get as much as you possibly can. Can it spill over past the start of training camp and media day? Absolutely. Would they like to get it done beforehand? As I've said many, many times, absolutely. You don't want to go in there with the optimism of media day with this kind of hanging over. You want to have some kind of clarity as to your roster moving forward. That's all that makes sense. I want to circle back to Indiana. Obviously, the Buddy Heald thing is a new development. They're not able to come to uh, terms on an extension with Buddy Heald. That isn't very surprising to me, David. I had heard for a while now that Buddy Heald might not be a long-term fit. With the right. Pacers, uh, he doesn't really get along with Tyrese Halliburton. And I don't mean that in like a personal like locker room, right. just like on the court. They the just fit. have had a hard time. Yeah, the fit, the chemistry. Um, and so that that the fact that he didn't come to an extension and would like to play elsewhere is not – didn't come as a surprise when the news came that they couldn't get to an extension. Um, the interesting thing – you mentioned the framework that would have Indiana and Phoenix, Portland, and Miami involved in a four-team deal – I think a sticking point there would be Caleb Martin. I think the Pacers would like to get Caleb Martin in a deal because they have a very strong need for a player just like Caleb Martin on the wing. Um, and so that could be a little bit of a that, – that's the hard thing with these multi-team trades is all these teams want to be happy. Phoenix wants to be happy at the end of this. The Pacers want to feel like they won the trade at the end of this, right? And so I think if you can get maybe somebody like Hawkes or or like if Portland really wants Hawkes, but maybe you know Hawkes goes to Indiana and, and – Phoenix gets Caleb Martin or something like that. That could end up being just again, just something to keep an eye on. I, I think the Pacers would like Ish Wainwright. In this. Ish Wainwright from Phoenix would be going to Indiana in the proposed deal. At least that's how I saw it included mm. in, in the structure there. But I, I don't know if that's fits what they're looking for too. So I, I mean, range rotation. I think they want somebody a little bit more proven or somebody yes. like Hawkins who's young and fits their window. Um, I think the Pacers could, by the way, like. They could be in play for a play-in spot too. So, like getting a win-now player would not be out of the realm possibility. Like Tyrese Halliburton is a win-now player. Like he's an all-star, an all-star yeah. good to go. Like uh, they're ready to start win- trying to win some games here. Which is why Hero kind of um, makes sense too. Like another complimentary score. There's a friendship there with Halliburton. You know, yeah. He'd certainly be a popular player in the Midwest. There, I Midwest, think that's. Yeah. A, yeah. He's from right, Milwaukee. Think, close enough. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Speaking of Tyler Hero, a few other teams that have been out there. Uh, Charlotte, Utah, that's been mentioned over the last couple of weeks um, as maybe some uh, Tyler Hero destinations. It's been out there. I haven't really heard a whole lot of stuff on those two teams. I don't know if you've heard differently. Um, I think people sort of just throw Utah into these trades because Danny Ainge likes to get involved yes. in this stuff. And he's probably like, it wouldn't shock me if he made calls. I don't know. I don't know that Tyler Hero makes a ton of sense for Utah. I, I haven't, I'm not strong on the jazz take as maybe some other people are. Yeah, no, I, I, I've heard it kind of as a, distinct external kind of possibility, right? Like yeah. that Utah may or may not have called and saying, look, if you need picks, we can kick one over in your exchange in exchange for Tyler Hero, which, you know, is not necessarily a good bargain for Miami, but if that sweetens the deal in, in order to uh, acquire Dame Lillard, maybe Miami might consider it, but it just seems like that's kind of much more remote than the other potential frameworks that we're talking about. Charlotte makes a lot of sense to me too, because if you can get a guy like Tyler Hero paired with LaMelo Ball, that to me makes a lot of sense that's in terms of backcourt. Back yeah. 
Yeah, you yeah. still you probably are you're probably keeping Terry Rozier in that kind of deal. Maybe you're moving on from him. It's just that's a kind of that's a tough contract to move around. But uh, if you're another team that's involved in this deal and you can get a guy like a James Booknight or a Kai Jones and maybe like mm. a, a a Cody Martin, for instance, or something like that, and you can kind of move those smaller like a Cody Martin who's a fine you know wing, and then you have you, brothers ever been traded for one another in NBA history. That would be interesting if you're if you're if the Heat trade Caleb Martin and it's like, hey, we lost to Martin, we're gonna get a new Martin and just see how we do with this guy. Cody Martin spent a lot of time around Miami uh, during the playoff during run. The playoffs, so, yeah. Um, I do think that um, Charlotte makes some sense on paper in terms of a team, and there are people that have been reporting Charlotte's involvement and in, in maybe a potential deal there. Um, so just I, I guess they're just worth mentioning. The th- the final team I want to talk about are the Milwaukee Bucks because oh. it just makes. So much sense for them to make a play for Damian Lillard. Like they should absolutely. If 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 Milwaukee is not making phone calls to Joe Cronin right now, the whole front office should be fired. Like that makes so much sense. To you're worried. Giannis is giving interviews to the New York Times about, hey, I might not, I might leave if we can't put a championship team back on the court for the long term. Damian Lillard does that right now. He is awesome. I know he's 33, but for the same reason, Miami wants him. Milwaukee should want him. Like Damian Lillard and Giannis would be terrifying. Like, just yeah. fun, terrifying, whatever adjective you want to use, David, is fine with me. Um, I don't know that they have the stuff to get it done. Like, you have to you have to move Drew Holiday in that deal. Where does he go? Like, Portland doesn't right. want him. He's on a right. one-year contract. Whatever team trades for him would probably have to pay him or, or just let him walk for nothing. And then at that point, why are you trading for Drew Holiday? Unless you're making, like, a win-now move. Uh, does a team like Philadelphia make sense if they're trying to lose Harden, if they uh, move Harden? Drew Holiday can go there. I'm just spitballing here. I've got nothing on Philadelphia. But like no. that, but that that gets so complicated, and I've spent a lot of time on the trade machine tr- trying to figure out ways to get Damian Lillard <laughs> to Milwaukee just to see if it was a real possibility. And I can't figure it out. Um, to me, like maybe Buddy Heald is more of a thing for them since Heald wants out of Indiana. Right. I don't know that they have what it takes to get to get Lillard because they don't have they they have like one pick way into the future, which could be valuable if Giannis leaves. Like that could be a value, but it's still just one pick. Um, and, and if Miami acquires Heald also, just to kind of put a cherry on that, uh, you know, I, I think they could maximize his services this year and you worry about contract over the summer if he leaves in free agency or whatever, if he makes a stink. It's doubtful that he would make a stink here in Miami. I don't think he was a problem necessarily in Indiana this past season, although it was pretty clear as to what he'd want long term, just like any person would want a long term security mm-hmm. of a contract. But I think it's still. A, a good gamble. And, you know, he's Bahamian. It's a connection here to Bahamian roots. I think it's close enough so there would be a, a, a good opportunity for him, and he would provide some much-needed scoring for Miami. Three-point shooting is important. Um, like you mentioned, the one-year deal, there's no long-term risk there. Or you could just re-sign him, you know, depending on how it goes. One thing about Buddy sure. Hill, never played in a playoff game. I'd be a little bit worried about that. Defensively, can he hold up? I don't know that it's that much different from Duncan Robinson, but if you have to move the long-term contract of Duncan Robinson in a big deal and you're able to get an expiring buddy healed, that does make some sense there. There's so many moving parts here. Again, as of Sunday morning, it does not sound like Miami and Portland have had those conversations. You and I agree. It does not mean that those conversations will not happen. If anything, I feel strongly that those conversations will happen. I do. Right. Um, Right. Like you, you said, you go like, yeah, you go to your like, like imagine, again, I know I've been saying it before. Maybe it's a bad analogy. You go and buy a car, right? You go to the initial dealership, you talk, you see what you get as far as the price is concerned. You know what that car provides. You know how much the dealership is willing to offer it for, at least initially. And then you go to other places. You look around, you go yep. online at different then sites. you go back to the original. Hey, they're offering me this for this right. comparable car. Yeah, you beat Can this, you beat right. this? Yeah. 
And that's ultimately what they're going to do. I think that Miami did make an initial offer in July. Portland didn't like it. And everybody went their separate ways, as you do over the summer. Everybody's back. I think Portland agrees with you. We would prefer to get this thing done before training camp, before all that awkwardness of having Damian Lillard in the building, and just have some clarity on your future. You know, I think all that stuff matters. Uh, I think the key here is that that whole line about, no, we'd really like to keep Damian Lillard if we could. That's gone. They're trading him. They're going to trade him at some point. I don't know if it's going to happen at training camp or before the deadline or whenever it happens, but it feels like they're ready to move on. Where Damon Lillard goes, I guess, is our next question. Like, final prediction, David. Like, what do you think ultimately happens here at the end of the day? We've talked about Toronto, Phoenix, all these other teams. Where is Damon Lillard playing at some point next season when it's not in Portland? I don't want to answer it because I, I feel like it's going to provide the major jinx there. But I I still think that they wind up dealing with Miami and, and sending him to the place that he wants to go. I, I know perhaps the uh, do right by Dame things have been overstated. And a lot of people are using that as an attack on Lillard on on the Heat, etc. But I, I still think there's enough noise there. I think Miami has done a great job together with Lillard's representation of clouding the market and making it very clear as to what he wants. You know, you've got leverage from Portland using Wojnarowski and others, but I think Miami and Goodwin, uh, Dame's agent, have done a really good job of, of making it clear. Look, if he gets traded anywhere else, Miami's where he wants to go. And given that, one note I on think- that, I would hate for that to be the case. I don't think like I, I think he, the Heat fans would just want Damian Lillard regardless of what happens. If even if another team ends up having to be a way station for Damian Lillard and sends him to Miami, I don't want that. I really, really don't want that. If Damian Lillard gets traded to Toronto, just let him just go to Toronto. Like I, that would be the mess. If you think this is messy now, just imagine. Like the NBA would have to get involved. Like that's just. <laughs> If you're the Heat, I don't think you want Damian right. Lillard that way. That, that's my personal opinion. Maybe that changes if ultimately this stuff happens. But right. my opinion is you don't want Damian Lillard that way. And if, if, if Toronto were to acquire Lillard, would Miami have anything that they could offer in exchange to pry Lillard out of there? I don't think so. That's the thing, too. It's like if, if that were going to happen, maybe like that would happen like next summer. You know what I mean? Like we'd be, we'd be talking about like a year. And at that point, who knows what Miami's roster looks like and what, you know, Jovic and Hero and Hakez and all these guys end up being. Um, I'm sorry to cut you off. You you ultimately think that Lillard ends up in Miami? Is that what you mean? I do. I do. Yes. What about you? I I think I agree. Um, I think the noise is good. I understand why it would worry Heat fans. And like I said, I think I, I Toronto, if they want to beat Miami's offer, they can do it right now. They really want to do it. They have the stuff. Um, they're just not as but, win now as my as, as much the of a win There's, now situation as Miami is. I know that the word desperate has been used. And maybe Miami is or isn't desperate for Damian Lillard. One thing I know is Miami's desperate to win a championship in the next two years. That much I know. Toronto, not so much. Do they? Of course, they want to win and all these things. But like sure. they've got, they're they're good, man. You got Scotty Barnes. You got Ananobi. If you want to resign him, you got some good young players on that roster. Like you can just keep pushing forward and, and making sensible moves. Uh, if you're Miami, you don't really have that. You don't have that time. You've got a year, maybe two to get Jimmy Butler his ring and Damian Lillard just makes so much sense um, for them. And they're not really a team that could be in play for Giannis, right? Like Toronto could be in play for Giannis. They could trade Scotty Barnes for Giannis if they wanted to, like that's the stuff that right. Toronto needs to in those front office meetings. Can, that's part, right. that's a talking point on the PowerPoint right. presentation. Like this is what we're going to get through. Um, so um, I think that stars just tend to get where they want in the NBA, some way, shape or form. I would still, if I had to put money on it, I would put money on Miami getting Damian Lillard. Um, but I, I don't think that it's 
I don't think it's the deal that's been done for months and we're just waiting for it. I, I think that there's very much still up in the air. So that's how yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll have updates for you throughout the week here on Locked On Heat. Um, in the meantime, thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app, and we'll catch you next time.